1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Cubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did, until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry, she hit him back with an ashtray. From beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
2: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt. Uh, We'll not be hosting today. We have a very special episode. It's Trivial Mania 4. Uh, People really excited about the last few, demanded it coming back, and with WrestleMania coming up, we thought we'd bring it back. Uh, Joining me in the studio today is Neil. Neil, how's it going?
3: I'm doing all right. Uh, Excited for WrestleMania, and uh, just hoping, fingers crossed, that a... uh, a large, what do you want, to, a temper tantrumed part-timer loses the the title to Seth Rollins, who is one of my favorites. I'm wearing a Seth Rollins t-shirt right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm hoping he burns it down and um, Brock Lesnar never comes back because he's a waste of time. Yeah, big
2: Seth Rollins fan here too. Uh, also joining me, who doesn't care about wrestling at all, is Jeff. Jeff, how's it going?
4: Not too bad. Uh, yeah, it turns out I just sort of hang out in the studio sometimes. and They're like, oh, we're recording a, a wrestling episode today. I was like, oh, I'll be on that. So <laughs> I, I will be there, so...
2: All right, so I guess we could just get right into it. Uh, I will be playing as a contestant today. Uh, playing against me will be Michael Turner uh, from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. How's it going, Michael?
5: What is going on, gentlemen? I am very excited about this. I have been a wrestling fan since the late stages of 1990, so I feel like I've been training my whole life for this moment. This Eminem <laughs> told me not to lose myself in the moment, but. Kind of of feeling geeked.
2: Yeah, Michael Turner is a cruiserweight level supporter, so it's great for him to kick off the show today.
5: We've been
3: exchanging emails for quite a long time. He's been raring to get on the card for Trivial Mania, Mm -hmm. and uh, he was was shooting some pretty big promos against all the other people saying that he could (laughs) knock them down, so Mm -hmm. he's here to claim his title. Very true. Very true.
2: He also showed up, which was like 99% of it, so we do appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. And the person who wrote today's game is United States champion Greg Johnson. How's it doing, Greg?
6: It's going all right. Um, I, it's funny because I was actually started to be a wrestling fan around the summer of 1991. So we are about the same level of crazy fandom. Um, Excellent. I, start, I started watching. Uh, my cousin got me introduced to it, and it's you know life has not been the same. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I try to work in as many references as I can in other games, but it doesn't always play well. And, uh, you know, we kind of have the the macho man thing. And uh, sometimes we hear things like, I don't know if I want to listen to that show because of the wrestling thing. Uh, So we try to kind of play away from that. But this episode is all wrestling. Uh, Really excited to
3: get going. Yeah, Jeff, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, my favorite? Um, since you're not you're I think not you a asked no- you this on the last one. Yeah,
4: Did I say John Cena? No, I did not. Mm. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan of the uh, Stone Cold stunner, so I'll oh, go Steve okay. Austin. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: a- nice. Yeah, uh, the Rock had a really nice Instagram post the other day about uh, you know, celebrating 316 day mm-hmm. uh, and how he used to love taking a stunner from Stone Cold. Especially that one where, and I can't remember exactly, it was the video clip from it, but...
2: Yeah, where he bounces all over the place. He bounces all over the place with beer spitting out, yeah. Which which became like (laughs) the
3: official uh, video game animation anytime anyone took a stunner (laughs) after that. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, Greg, thank you for joining us and for writing this game. Greg reached out, he said uh, he had a couple bonus games written, and we knew he was a huge wrestling fan from his time uh, appearing on our bonus show Bloodsport, which is uh, currently in development for season two. But uh, thank you again for being on that show uh, and for... Uh, playing a Valiant uh, valiant tournament there uh, and doing a great job. But uh, we're really excited to have you hosting this game today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it?
6: All right. So the, the format will be um, 10 questions followed by a halftime question, then followed by another 10 questions, then a final, which will have multiple answers. Um, so it will cover, you know, of you know, current wrestling it'll also current uh also cover um way back in the the 60s the 70s who knows basically right. everything is fair game okay
3: are there any jelly wrestling questions or greco-roman questions for jeff <laughs>
6: um there, there are some uh, no no sorry <laughs>
4: <laughs> some over-the-top arm wrestling
1: i am the cream yeah the cream of the crop
3: well, it sounds like just like what greg said yeah great <laughs> pretty much what greg said that's right except
4: different
2: yeah well it's he's contractually obligated to appear in every episode so uh
3: so um uh, matt is going to be playing against michael in his match here in his championship match uh we'll keep score over here so you guys can play yeah. and then uh that should be good and ken
2: will be silently watching from the rafters yeah Ken is,
3: exactly <laughs> Ken is uh, A he man was, named Ken. He was suspended 60 days by <laughs> Vince McMahon uh, because he's too over. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cool. Well, yeah, Greg, whenever you're ready, take it away, and uh, Matt and Michael can go at it.
6: All right. So your first question. The very first episode of WCW Monday Nitro aired on TNT on September 4th, 1995, essentially beginning the Monday Night War. In which landmark location did this inaugural episode take place? I'm locked in.
3: Also locked in. Ooh, quick off the drop. Both you guys, real quick blows here. Mm
2: -hmm.
6: All right, I I guess we'll uh, start with with Matt.
3: Yeah,
2: I believe this took place uh, live from the Mall of America.
5: Absolutely. Uh, Featuring a promo for Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania
6: Mm. restaurant, (laughs) the Mall of America in Minnesota. And the correct answer is the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh,
3: Pasta Mania. Man, <laughs> did he ever do a local commercial for that? There's there's a really good
2: promo picture of him with like the big white hat and he's Oh, like, as the chef and he's yeah, like yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: it's good. <laughs> it's good. If you're going to carbo load, brother.
6: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to question number 2. For every year since 1992, New Japan Pro Wrestling has had one of their biggest shows of the year on the same day of the calendar. Most recently, these shows have been called Wrestle Kingdom, essentially their equivalent of WWE's WrestleMania. On what month and date of the year is the show held? Hmm. Lockdown.
2: Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is in January, and now I'm just kind of fighting with the day. Um, because I know a lot of times that it's, um, the, uh, Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, uh, match of the year candidates were always like so early in the year and they were, because they usually took place at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's January and I just said January 3rd.
6: Okay. January 3rd. All right. And Michael.
5: Oh, Matthew, you're so close. Mm. You're so close. It's January 4th. Oh, uh. <laughs>
6: The correct answer is January fourth. Damn. <laughs> oh, that's
3: close though. So, and was uh, Jericho in uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year with the clown makeup or no? Yes. Yeah. He was. Okay. Yeah. Man. He, he, ever since he left WWE this this last time, he's really been uh, yeah. been over like crazy. Him and Omega. Wasn't
6: wasn't it a uh, Naito correct this year? Yes, it, it was against Naito earlier this year, and it was against Omega last year. Last year. year.
3: Yeah. Right. W- was this year's the one where he was like flying all over the place, like? doing crazy stuff both he's
5: he's he's really like you know he's not showing his age in in any respect he's really he's really picked up his work right but of course you know he only wrestles two or three times (laughs) a year at this point
3: yeah right right
6: he's on the undertaker schedule now that's right all right so let's go to question number three let's go back to the 90s i would consider september 22nd 1997 as one of the biggest days during the Monday Night War era for two reasons. O- over on Monday Night Raw, that was the night that Stone Cold Steve Austin stunned Vince McMahon for the first time. On the same night on WCW Nitro, which superstar made his debut against Hugh Morris, mm-hmm. gaining his first of many victories? Ah, uh,
2: it's, it's funny because it's against Hugh Morris, but... uh. He hit him with the. I don't even know if you finished him with a jackhammer, but uh, this is Bill Goldberg.
6: I 100% had Bill Goldberg. The answer was Bill Goldberg. That's correct.
2: First of 197 in a row or whatever number they made up. <laughs>
6: that that number was
5: so crazy. They would literally come out on Nitro and like, oh, he's 67 and nothing. And the next week he'd be 85 yeah. and nothing. Like like he was he only seven three, days. three times every <laughs> night in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Who is he wrestling?
3: Well, it's all those those dark matches that they didn't televise. They're yeah. like, oh, he's just wrestled for 12 <laughs> hours straight.
5: <laughs>
2: uh, run a gauntlet at Boy Scout meetings. I, I know they had
5: 40 shows back then, but that's still a little ridiculous. <laughs>
6: I was actually in in attendance on the episode of Thunder where Goldberg very intelligently decided to use his bare forearm to bust open a limousine window, oh. <laughs> and he, I think he tore his arm up, and he was out for yeah. like three or four months.
2: It's a bad so. move. Don't <laughs> do it, kids.
6: I, I was at the
5: Thunder in Columbia when Buff Bagwell broke his neck on Rick Steiner's back. Oh. That was a Ooh. not a not a pleasant show.
3: Speaking of uh, speaking of thunder, when we were in Vegas, Jeff tried to get tickets to the Thunder Down Under, but they were <laughs> sold out.
5: <laughs> oh, my girlfriend would have loved
6: that.
3: <laughs> next time, though. Next time. Yeah.
6: All right. Well, this is a kind of a good transition. So, uh, Bill Goldberg is famous for you know a, a long streak. Well, possibly the most famous streak in wrestling history is the run of 21 straight victories by the Undertaker at WrestleMania. The streak came to an end at, in 2014 when he lost to Brock Lesnar. But let's go back to the beginning. Mm. Who was The Undertaker's first opponent at WrestleMania? On in.
2: I can remember some of the early ones. I don't think the first one was Giant Gonzalez, but that's who I'm picturing in the terrible, like, bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
5: He didn't love the furry bodysuit?
2: No, not, not a fan because it goes way back. Uh, I can't remember, so I'm just going to lock in with Giant
6: Gonzalez. All right, Giant Gonzalez. Okay, Michael? Uh, I believe
5: it's 1991 in the LA, not the Memorial. Was it the Memorial Coliseum? Because they were going to mm. have it in the Olympic Stadium and they had to move it because tickets weren't selling well at all. But anyway, that's that's not adamant to the question. The answer you're looking for is another rotten human being, Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Oh, uh,
6: the murderer. The correct <laughs> answer is Superfly Jimmy Snooker. Alleged. I, I believe, <laughs> uh, so that was WrestleMania 7. I believe it was, it was supposed to be in, it was like the, the Memorial Sports Coliseum. Mm. I can't remember. Right. I can't remember name the name
5: of it either. It. Yeah.
6: So, but that was supposed to hold like about a hundred thousand people.
5: Mm-hmm. but right. that was
6: that was around the same time that uh, Sergeant Slaughter, who was oh, playing the, the Iraqi, Iraqi sympathizer, sympathizer yeah. uh, giving he was getting death threats uh, because he was playing that character. So they wanted to kind of prevent some kind of big incident of an outdoor stadium. So they hurried into Whoa. the
5: well that's sort of the kayfabe reason they gave for it if yes. you go back and read the Meltzer mm-hmm. stuff it's because they weren't selling tickets yeah. no one cared about that angle yeah.
2: that's, that's true. i just looked that's it up true. too. giant gonzales was wrestlemania nine so it was off by a couple
5: yes yes and then eight was jake the snake roberts where he squashed him and sent him on his way to wcw wow
6: that's correct
2: <laughs> where everything went well for him
6: <laughs> <laughs> all right well I, I guess this is another kind of transition uh Superfly Jimmy Stucker was the first ever Eastern Championship Wrestling champion. Uh, let's, let's have this next question be about ECW. So, ECW made its transition from Eastern Championship Wrestling to Extreme Championship mm-hmm. Wrestling on August 27th, 1994, when ECW hosted a tournament to crown a new NWA World Champion. However, at the conclusion of the tournament, the winner threw down the NWA belt and considered himself to be the first extreme championship wrestling champion. Who was this wrestler? I'm locked in. All right, and Michael?
5: And a, and a classic promo, listed a number of NWA wrestlers and told them that they could all kiss his ass. The yeah. franchise, Shane Douglas.
6: And, and the correct answer is Shane Douglas. Uh, I, I should have had some more difficult questions here.
2: <laughs> <No>, they difficult <laughs> for me. I'm... <laughs> This is great. I'm right at that 50% mark. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. These are good. I, I would have had some trouble here. I knew I knew a few of these so far. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what's our little score update after five questions?
4: Uh, so after five, if I've got my math correct,
3: Matt's got a score of 30. Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, <clears throat> Michael has not missed a single one, so he's got a score of
3: 50. All right. I like it. So we, someone mm. needs to come out with a kendo stick here.
6: Yeah, I think, I think that's where this comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. As of March 2019, so before WrestleMania weekend of the year 2019, who is the only superstar that has been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame twice? I'm locked in, Matt.
2: Okay. Hmm. So this would definitely be somebody who is by themselves and then possibly as a tag team. I'm leaning...
4: That's what I was thinking. By the way,
2: yeah, I'm yeah. Le- I'm leaning Shawn Michaels. I don't know if the Rockers were,
4: Janetti, right?
3: Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Janetti.
3: You're right. <laughs> <laughs> always looked to me like he belonged in a in a um Journey cover band.
2: Mm. I think I'm gonna go with Bret Hart and say that the Hart Foundation is also in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in with Bret Hart.
5: Okay, Bret Hart
6: and Michael.
5: I believe the Hart Foundation at one point were rumored to be going in this year. They are they are not in yet. Mm. Uh, Shawn Michaels would be a good guess if this if we were taping this after WrestleMania because he will be inducted for the second time twice this year as a part of DX. Oh yeah. But the answer that you're looking for is, woo! Mm. The Nature Boy Ric Flair once by himself and once as a part of the Four Horsemen.
6: Mm. That that is the correct answer. Yes, Ric Flair. Well, is by himself. In 2008, and then part of the Four Horsemen, I believe it was in 2011.
2: Was it um all the horse like how many of the Horsemen? Are, so is like Mongo technically uh in the Hall <laughs> no, of Fame?
5: No, I yeah. I think it I think it was I don't want to say the main like the Ar- Arn because Tully. It, it included Barry Windham,
2: uh, uh, yeah. but
5: I believe it was Arn, Barry Tully,
2: JJ yeah. Flair. Yeah, that's,
6: that's correct. It, it was those five. Yeah,
2: no Ben no Benoit
3: or.
1: No, um, none. Of it. Who? He, yeah, um. that's
6: right. Sorry,
3: wiped from the records. Uh, Jeff guest uh, Ric Flair here in the studio, yeah. so he gets some brownie points.
6: Very good, good job, Jeff. Very good. He's catching up to me. As as a note, uh, Michael mentioned that Shawn Michaels will join that club after the 2019 All of Fame ceremony, and so will Booker T, because Booker T is inducted individually now, and Harlem Heat will get inducted. Love the,
3: in the Harlem School. Heat. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that.
6: Uh, Since we've been talking about some people that have had some WCW experience, let's go to WCW. On a spring 2000 episode of Thunder, which actor scored a pinfall in a tag team match to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship? I'm locked in.
2: Yes, former WCW champion, as he's often billed. uh, He's actually a legitimate wrestler now. It's uh, David Arquette.
6: Okay, and Michael?
5: Uh, as much as I love the wrestling profession, I hesitate to put legitimate professional wrestler on he's, his title. I mean, he booked, does, he, he does do it on multiple occasions now. He's he's working on it. But yeah, the answer is uh, former Mrs. Mr. Courtney Cox, David Arquette.
6: <laughs> Correct answer is David Arquette. I believe he pinned Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff. even though Diamond Dallas Page was the champion.
2: Yeah, so WCW 2000. Uh, anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird time. This is the... Was the uh, uh judy bagwell on a pole match era of wcw
5: <laughs> oh, my favorite's steve viagra on a pole match uh listen, listen for that question coming to your podcast soon all
3: right did you uh do you see that uh, indie match that arquette had where he got uh, it was like oh, an extreme match yeah with got, nick cage yeah, he got, he got got, uh, oh.
2: the death match or yeah whatever. and
3: everything was going fine but then yeah when he got hit in the head with the uh, fluorescent light ball he just you could tell he was done yeah and nick cage like had broke break character yeah that's he, he probably it was bad he he did way too much to his body in that one mm.
6: i could pretty much watch any kind of wrestling but even that kind of turned you off a little bit yeah. so, 50, was, you
2: 50 year old guys doing death matches if you're not terry funk i would i would suggest not doing it
3: yeah i mean i respect what they're doing but it's also like you know your sportsmanship and your uh your theatricality is enough for me you don't have to like almost kill yourself
5: so yeah. Oh yeah, the the older I get in my viewership, the less and less I want to have to do with deathmatch wrestling.
3: Yeah,
6: yeah. Well, uh, I guess we could do another kind of transition. Uh, David Arquette, um, one of his quote-unquote major movies was when he was in Ready to Rumble. Well, there is another wrestler that made an appearance in that in a movie. We'll talk about him. So, in addition to competing in the ring and making appearances in movies such as Ready to Rumble and Spider-Man. Macho Man Randy Savage is also known for being a spokesperson for what snack food? <laughs> Gosh, uh, I got you for three minutes.
4: Uh, we gave these out at a, a live event <laughs> yeah, uh, if people attended. So,
5: I, I'm locked in, Matt. You can go ahead and talk.
2: Yeah, it's clearly it's going to be Tortino's Pizza Roll. No, it's,
5: it's,
2: <laughs> it's Snap into a Slim Jim.
5: The saltiest of all the snacks, mm-hmm. Snap into a Slim Jim. The answer
6: is Slim Jim.
3: Bone saw is ready.
5: <laughs> Classic line. So I, I needed him more in that movie.
3: I know. He should have he should have just been in the whole movie in uh Spider-Man we're talking about where uh and then maybe he just like trained Spider Man <laughs> as like his Obi-Wan. Just listening to him them talk yeah. like, you gotta shoot
5: the
6: webs.
3: You know, like it'd just be great.
6: Maybe
5: we could have saved Toby from being so emo in Spider Man three. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know what Macho Man was using a lot of black hair dye towards the end of his run. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you borrowed it from him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Root. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
7: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
6: All right, you know, I think this might be the question that may break the streak of correct answers here. Well, this one's a little tough. So John Cena's first WrestleMania win happened in 2004 when he defeated the Big Show for the, United, for the United States Championship. However, his first appearance on the WrestleMania grand stage happened one year earlier. During the pre-show on Sunday Night Heat, Cena had a basically a phony rap battle with cardboard cutouts of which two hip hop artists? <laughs>
3: Oh my God! Is is this the uh, professor of thugonomics? Yeah, yeah.
2: So this is this would be right, right after he started that gimmick because he started the gimmick in Halloween. Yes, when he dressed up as Vanilla Ice and Stephanie thought it was great.
5: I will tentatively go ahead and lock in so Matt can talk.
2: Okay, uh, so I'm trying to think of guys that the WWE would feel confident using that people know, and I, I don't want to say Snoop because Snoop shows up pretty shortly after that
3: he's a big fan too yeah and he, his cousin is the boss yeah legit boss legit boss
2: Uh huh. i think i think eminem is one and then it would have to be somebody else who's got big name so i'm gonna say in 2003 it's eminem and puff daddy
6: okay eminem and puff daddy all right michael so
5: this, this was a show that I was sort of not watching the TV very much at that point. I was I was big into Ring of Honor at that point, so I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on in WWE. I remember I ordered WrestleMania on like a whim at like 30 minutes before the show. But I, I remember this taking place, but yeah, it's, it's vague. I, I went with Eminem as one of mine, and I said Jay-Z for the other.
6: Oh, that's a good one. Okay. All right, so Eminem and Jay Z. So the I guess the first target of Cena's you know attacks during his 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 freestyle was indeed Sean Carter Jay Z, mm-hmm. uh, but he only went after him for a little bit, just you know a couple of verse, a couple mm-hmm. of lines. His main target was Fabulous oh. because oh. I actually think that Fabulous was very close to signing on to appearing mm. at. WrestleMania to do a battle with Cena, but I think at the last minute he j- dropped out. There are rumors are saying that he did that because he had gotten into some legal trouble, but who knows?
2: Oh, that was the era of
3: Fabulous, if I recall correctly. <laughs> so, no points to either team on that no. one.
6: No points.
5: Plus, the, uh, the, there was no time for Fabulous with all the rap that Limp Biscuit was providing for that show.
6: Oh, God. That's, that's right. right. I mean,. What's what, what yeah? You know what I mean, what you have, Limp Biscuit, and why do you <laughs> anybody just, else? It's just
3: too much. My favorite thing is when they have like the song of the event, you know, yeah. like by a specific artist. And sometimes it's like people you've never heard of, but then like Flowrider's done like three of them, I think. All, and, yeah,
2: Flowrider right. and Wale, because Wale loves wrestling.
3: Yeah. It's just, I always love that because it's like the, you're at WrestleMania and and they're like, and now introducing. And it's like some <laughs> random person, and everyone's like kind of cheering, but not really. They just want to see the matches. No, <laughs> No one's there for music. Yeah, right. <laughs>
6: I was at WrestleMania 29 in New York, New Jersey, and I think it was Diddy. That, that was the Diddy one. Affairs. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it was okay.
2: And he he took it way back, though. He was playing old, old stuff. It was good. I, I was a fan of that.
6: All right. So the next question Stone Cold Steve Austin made his debut in the WWE in January of 1996 after stints in WCW and ECW he was originally billed as the ringmaster managed by which former superstar locked in matt uh,
2: i believe he was actually the million dollar champion uh he was managed by uh the million dollar man ted dibiase all right
6: ted dibiase all right and michael million dollar man That is correct million dollar man ted dibiase Is
3: that when he had long blonde hair, Stone Cold?
6: Mm. No, he was completely buzz cut
5: at that point, but not shaved yet.
2: Yeah, he had the blonde hair when he was with the Hollywood Blondes in uh,
3: WCW with uh, Brian Pillman. Okay, was his name Steve Austin or was it a different name? It was
2: Steve Austin. His real name is Steve Williams, I believe, which is the name of another wrestler. Yes. Doctor Death, right? Correct, yes. And he had to change it. Hmm. There's a really good... uh, some some kind of documentary on the network that talks all about like how him getting into the business. It's really interesting.
5: There's a, there's a great question where I think the they teamed up. Dr. Death Steve Williams and Steve Austin teamed up at Halloween having 92 for WCW. And it's the only time a wrestler with the same name ever teamed up in the same match.
3: <laughs> That's funny. Well, before we get to Greg, let's do a little score update from Jeff.
4: Yep. So, if uh, my math is correct, I think Matt has 60 points mm-hmm. uh, following the first round. And Mike, only missing one, has 90 points. So, oh. still anybody's game, but uh, Mike's got a little bit of a, a lead.
3: Before we get back to the to the game, uh, after that score update, uh, both Michael and Greg are uh, Patreon supporters. So, uh, we just wanted to take a quick moment to let you guys know if you'd like to join us over at Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. We have some new perks um, that... Will be, will have launched right now by April 1st. Yeah, we
4: just unveiled uh, a bunch of additions to our previous existing platform. So uh, everything that was there that was great got better. And uh, so if you've thought about supporting the show before, uh, there's no better time than now to Mm -hmm. check us out. So
2: cool new bonus episodes and ask me anythings and just us being weird on audio. Yeah. (laughs) A bunch of
4: great giveaways and little secret insider stuff um you know stuff that appears in episodes but you get a little bit more behind the scenes mm-hmm. content there on Patreon as yeah. well so
3: yeah and in, in wrestling terms we went back down to developmental worked on our character our promos came <laughs> yeah. back up better than ever yeah. uh and uh, yeah if you're at a United States Champion level uh, you get a, a great signed poster one of one of 3 limited edition designs uh at the Intercontinental Champion level you get a, a personalized choose your own character uh, loot crate sort of package from one of us you choose one of the hosts and things that they like, that you also like, you get uh, sent in a a package, and uh, some other things that we're we're working on and excited about. So come join us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast to join all the wonderful people like Greg and Michael who are supporting the show and helping us continue to get better.
6: All right. So we are at the swing round now, and the theme is wrestling isn't real. (gasps) I know. Sorry. Breaking the news. Um, All right, Rhonda. So so what I will do... (laughs)
3: So it's fixed like boxing? Yes, exactly. <laughs> now pre predetermined, predetermined.
6: So I have a list of five real names, and I want you to tell me the wrestler's wrestling name. okay. All right so number one, Sylvester Ritter that's r i t t e r for the last night. number two, Steve Borden. That's B O R D E N. Number three, Leon White. Number four, Nicholas Nemeth. I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's N E M E T H. And then the last one, Amy Dumas.
3: I know that last one. <laughs> And uh, we're just going to count these as 10 points apiece since there's only five.
6: I, I'm locked in, Matt.
3: Okay. I'm I'm also locked in.
6: All right. Uh, so what we can do is we can just do one at a time and just go with, uh, I'll give a name and you have, give your answers and I'll say the correct answer. Works for me. Uh, all right. So let's start with Sylvester Ritter. Uh, Matt, what did you say?
2: This one I had no idea. Um, so I just went with the fakest name I could think of and said Enzo Amore.
6: And Michael?
5: Uh, This was RIP to legendary African-American wrestler, the Junkyard
6: Dog.
2: (laughs) I couldn't have been more wrong.
6: (laughs) That is correct. It is the Junkyard Dog, or was the Junkyard Dog. The thing is, I didn't really know his name until, you know, once you get the news about his passing, you you hear Uh more often. All right, the second one, Steve Borden. All right, let's start with Michael.
5: Uh, this is a man called Ken, as referenced in the beginning of the show. No, it's it's a man called Sting.
6: Okay, and Matt?
2: It's the vigilante Sting. He was never called that.
6: <laughs> it is indeed Sting. All right. And number three, Leon White. And let's start with Matt.
2: Uh, this one I didn't know. Um, I based this entirely on them calling him Paul White when he was... Debuting, but uh, I thought maybe it's the big show.
5: Okay, and Michael, Uh, it's time. It's time. It's Leon White. Time doesn't doesn't have the same ring to it. It's Vader.
6: I did. I knew. I knew that name. It is Vader or Big Van Vader, whichever way you want to refer to him. All right, and Nicholas Nimeth, Michael. Uh,
5: this is Nikki from the Spirit Squad, aka Dolph Ziggler. Mm.
6: Okay, and Matt.
2: Yeah, I only know this cuz he recently changed his name back to this on Twitter cuz he's kind of he's always in on the verge of leaving WWE, but now at this time he's serious, maybe lol, who knows. Uh, I said Dolph Ziggler.
6: <laughs> Correct answer is Dolph Ziggler.
3: He's doing a lot of uh, stand up yeah. different places you can catch him. It's, it's not bad. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty funny. He's actually if I remember correctly, the movie Trainwreck with um, Amy Schumer john cena plays her boyfriend who's like too athletic for mm. and that's based on it's based on, on dolph, dolph ziggler yeah. who she dated correct yeah, yeah.
5: He, she not to get too personal with it but yeah she said he was way too much for her in the bedroom yeah
3: yeah, yeah i remember that it's a funny bit that she talks He's about quite the show off is what i heard yeah
6: <laughs> all right uh and finally uh, amy dumas and we'll go with matt uh this is lita all right and michael yes lita as it is, it is correct. It is Lita. She's awesome. I love mm-hmm. Lita.
4: All right. So coming out of the swing round, uh, Michael takes a, an additional 50 points to add to his score to, to make it 140. And Matt adds another 30, bringing him up to 90. Mm-hmm. So lead hasn't changed, but the the gap's grown a little bit, unfortunately, Just for Matt. Just a little bit. That's okay. Still within striking distance.
2: Yeah. I got a few tricks up my sleeve.
4: You know you can get better reach if you got a chair in hand. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next question. As a member of D-Generation X, the corporation, and Evolution, Triple H has had a very successful wrestling career, leading into a successful career as a an executive. What do the three H's stand for? I'm locked in, Matt. Uh,
2: yes, I always just let you lock in first, because I assume that you're going to. <laughs> 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 uh, this is uh, this is when he first started. He was the Blue Blood uh, hunter hearst helmsley
6: hunter hearst helmsley correct answer is hunter hearst helmsley
3: i love in any of the behind the scenes stuff that you watch on the network if you have wwe network uh it's always very fascinating the documentary crews and whatnot but um when they would do you know nxt videos like developmental or whatever Mm -hmm. you'd have you know one wrestler who maybe he's mentoring and they go oh you know like Hunter came over and yeah. Hunter said this. And then someone else would go, yeah, Paul told me yeah. this. And So he gets called like Paul, his real name, or Hunter by like multiple people. And that just has to, that would drive me insane. Like, cause every time you hear Paul, you got to turn around and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh no, that's for Paul Heyman. But you yeah. know, it's, I don't know. It's just funny that they have to deal with that.
6: Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the next question, my favorite wrestling night of the year is almost always the Royal Rumble pay-per-view featuring the Royal Rumble match. Which WWE Hall of Famer and first ever Intercontinental Champion is, credit, is credited for thinking of the Royal Rumble match concept? I know the most famous
2: Intercontinental Champion, our longest reigning, was Honky Talk Man, but I don't feel like he can come up with any kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm locked in. It's not the smartest guy. Uh, no offense. Um, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to lock him with Bruno Sammartino.
6: Okay, Bruno Sammartino. And Michael? One of
5: Vince's right-hand men and one of the Stooges in the Attitude Era. This is Pat Patterson.
6: And the correct answer is Pat Patterson. Mm. All right, the next question. The WWE's first definition of the Triple Crown Championship is when someone wins the WWE or WWF Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, and the Tag Team Championship all at least once in a career. Brett the Hitman Hart was the second wrestler to achieve this feat, but who was the first?
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in. Ooh, yeah. Ooh
4: Matt's the first to lock in on this question. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, let's see. Okay, so Brett was the second to do it. Brett won his first WWF title in oh, September October of 1992. So it's sometime before then Hogan never won a tag title, Ultimate Warrior never won a tag title or at least not in that time period Mr. Perfect never won a world title Ugh. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say it was Pedro
6: Morales Okay, Your guess is Pedro Morales, alright and Matt?
2: Um. So I,
6: I'm i kind of
2: not 100% sure, I'm I don't know if the mega powers I, they maybe they never won the tag team title and that's where I'm getting thrown off, but uh I put uh Randy Savage.
6: All right, you said Randy Savage. So the correct answer is uh the recently departed, I think about a month ago, Pedro Morales. Oh wow. Mm.
3: Great poll. Great poll.
6: Good job. Thank you. I
5: I vaguely just remember hearing that somewhere.
6: Yeah, I think so. Pedro was the first one to do it. Uh, Bret Hart was the first one to do it twice,
2: mm-hmm. ah. and
6: I and I think Diesel was the first one to win all three titles in a twelve month period.
2: What are, do they even consider? What do they consider? It's just like any secondary, right? Basically, is how they define it now. The the world it, championship. Yes.
5: Yeah. I believe so. So yeah. there's probably well, like a million well now, guys. W- when they had the European championship, uh, they considered that a grand slam, I think.
6: Yeah. And and now, yeah, it's pretty much. Kind
2: there's of only a few of those because I think like Eddie Guerrero
3: is one of the only, and maybe Jericho.
6: Right? I know Shawn Michaels has won. Yeah, is a grand slam but, champion. Mm-hmm. Right, gotcha. well,
3: the Miz now too, right? I mean, he won with Shane, and he's been intercontinental and yeah. champion.
6: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: At this point, there's so many titles. It's okay, like yeah, everyone gets it's a turn. To keep up. Oh, Oprah's yeah. oh, running WWE. You get a title, <laughs> and you get a title. <laughs> All right, the next question. Let's talk about the Survivor Series. The Survivor Series pay-per-view has been home to many famous debuts in WWE history. Including The Undertaker in 1990, The Rock in 1996, and The Shield in -hmm. 2012. Which wrestler made his debut at the 1999 Survivor Series, defeating Sean Stasiak? (laughs) I'm locked in, Matt.
2: Okay. I think that this was in his hometown of Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure that this is Kurt Angle.
6: Hey, Kurt Angle.
5: All right.
3: And Michael?
5: Good pull, Matt. It is indeed... Your Olympic hero, Kurt
3: Angle. <laughs>
6: Kurt Angle is correct.
3: All right. They're saying this is his last uh, rodeo, right?
5: Mm hmm. Yeah, he's going to do his retirement match this year at WrestleMania.
6: All right. Let's go to the next question. Appearing as a member of Degeneration X and as a member of the NWO, which wrestler appeared on an episode of WCW Nitro and WWF Raw on the same night? November 17th, 1997. All
2: right, so you lock in so I can think about this. Okay,
6: I got it. I'm locked in now.
2: Uh, It was a manager, but it's not. Oh,
6: I got it. It's uh, Rick Rude. Okay, Matt says Rick Rude. And Michael, what do you say?
5: One of my all-time favorites. If I could have a moment of your attention, take my robe off, show these ladies what a real man looks like. It's ravishing Rick Rude. (laughs)
6: Correct answer is Rick Rude. Who is so, he's not going Ra- into the Hall of Fame
3: with them, right?
5: No, and that's a crying shame.
3: Yeah. I I used to love watching him perform. And then any <laughs> gift that you see of him now, it's just so much body oil.
5: Yeah.
6: It's insane. <laughs> so much permed hair. Yes. So uh, Monday Night Raw was a taped episode mm-hmm. that week. I think it taped the Monday before, and Rick Rude was still part of the WWF. I believe uh, at that point, rude had a full beard and then by the time that episode aired on monday and rude appeared on nitro which was live rude had shaven so it was (laughs) it was interesting because he made his appearance on nitro cleanly clean shaven first and then he appears on the taped episode of raw with the beard so that's how
3: manly he is though he can just immediately grow a beard
7: (laughs)
6: Kat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious.
1: Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside
7: the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media.
6: All right, the next question, uh, it's, it's wrestling, but it's music-related. Which singer performed America the Beautiful at two separate WrestleManias, both taking place in the same U.S. state?
3: That's a good one. Hmm. That
6: That is a great one.
2: God, I always fast forward through these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, so I'm going to lock in with something.
5: I, I, I'm ashamed to say I'm kind of like Matt. I just don't remember a lot of these. I remember Reba McIntyre at WrestleMania 8. I remember Aretha Franklin obviously, uh WrestleMania three, I think that was. Uh I want to say Gladys Knight did one of them.
3: Uh was that with or without the pips?
5: <laughs> there were no pips. Uh, bro-
3: <laughs> they're on heart. the undercard.
5: <laughs> Dark match. They, they they played the Undertaker's Druids that year. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I'm gonna guess. Aretha Franklin, maybe she came back and did WrestleMania 23 when they were back in Michigan again, but I, I don't think that's right, but that's that's the best guess I got.
6: Okay, Michael says Aretha Franklin, and Matt? I picked a lady that likes to
2: sing, and she sings it at all the other events, so I just said Lillian Garcia.
6: Okay, Lillian Garcia. Alright, so in 1987, she performed at the Pontiac Silverdome for America the Beautiful, for WrestleMania 3, and then at 20 years later at Ford Field, she performed America the Beautiful for WrestleMania 23. The answer is Aretha Franklin. Wow.
3: That was going to be my guess too. I don't know why I just saw her twice Mm -hmm. in my head, and I couldn't remember if it was a football game or not, but I was like, ah, that would be my my go-to. That makes sense.
6: I believe she may have also performed either the National Anthem or America the Beautiful at the Super Bowl the year before Uh, the WrestleMania 23, because that was also at... Ford field, At
2: oh, Ford yeah. field right. they never did that again
6: <laughs> it, it was uh, well you know let's let's stick with the mu- music theme uh, the next question Triple H's theme music has gone through some changes over the years when he first went solo from degeneration X his initial theme was my time um, it was performed by the DX band but just you know not a DX song. But it seems like his most famous theme is the game, performed by what English rock band? I I can lock in, Matt.
5: Yeah. Uh,
2: I I guess they're friends, uh, Triple H and Lemmy, uh, from what I heard. But uh, it's Motorhead.
5: Yes, Lemmy Kilmister was one of Triple H's good good friends Mm -hmm. until his untimely passing. Very sad, but yes, it's Motorhead. Correct answer is
2: Motorhead. I loved my time. I thought that was a great, great theme. I remember watching those, those early SmackDowns because he came out seven times an episode. Yeah. <laughs> so you heard it all the time.
5: If, if you played the, uh, the N64 yeah, uh, no the WWF games, the, oh, that got so annoying.
6: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this next question, there's a quite a bit to this question. So I'll, hopefully it's not too much. There are only two wrestlers that have won all three of the following. A Money in the Bank ladder match, a King of the Ring tournament, and a Royal Rumble match. The first one to do so was Edge in 2005, 2001, and 2010, respectively. Who was the other? Wow. Wow. Okay.
2: The King of the Ring is a hard one because it went away forever, and then they brought it back, but nobody cared about it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in.
5: All right, so this this is this is a tough one, Craig. This is a hard pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've I recently researched uh, a bunch of Royal Rumble stuff, so I know the winners of those pretty fairly. Um, it's it's the Money in the Bank that kind of mucks it up a little bit for me, because obviously Stone Cold's won both the King of the Ring and and. The Royal Rumble, but he wasn't around for the, the Money in the Bank days. Um, I am going to guess that they maybe had a side King of the Ring that they brought back. I'm going to guess
6: Alberto Del Rio. Okay, Alberto Del Rio. All right. And Matt?
2: Um, I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure this guy won a Royal Rumble. Uh, and I know he won a Money in the Bank. Uh, so I said Seamus. Okay. You said Seamus.
6: So in 2015, this person won the Money the Bank ladder match. In 2010, this person won the King of the Ring tournament. And in 2012, Seamus won the Royal Rumble <laughs> All match. Right, so Nice. Well Sheamus. done, Matt. Good job, Matt.
2: Yeah, that – 2010, you don't think of Sheamus as going that far back, but he's been around for a long time now. Triple
3: H loves Sheamus. Yeah. I mean, he got a huge push for many, many years. Yeah, because they're workout buddies.
6: Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about Ring of Honor. All right. Ring of Honor is an American wrestling promotion founded in the Northeast. I believe it was founded in Philadelphia. I know their headquarters right now is in Baltimore, Maryland. That's not relevant to the question, but... Uh, <laughs> Which current WWE superstar has the longest single reign of the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship in history? I can lock in, Matt.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've I was at a couple of title defenses, uh, either against Punk or Danielson, but I'm pretty sure this is the Joe's going to kill you era of Samoa Joe.
6: Okay, Samoa Joe. And Michael?
5: Yes. Uh, March 2003 to December 2004, Samoa Joe is indeed going to kill you.
6: And the correct answer is Samoa Joe.
2: I got a really big sweaty hug from Joe after a Ring of Honor event. It was, <laughs> it was awkward and amazing at the same time.
6: <laughs> I believe um, Jay Lethal's combined reigns recently passed mm. Joe's one reign. Um, maybe a, a month or so ago, but yeah, Joe has the single longest reign.
3: The
2: black Machismo, Jay Lethal.
3: Was that uh, during the same time as Kevin Steen? No, he... way, way, way before. Way before. Yeah,
5: yeah. Kevin Kevin Steen didn't did not have a tryout match with ROH until two thousand five, I think. Yeah.
2: Okay. Early early uh, Ring of Honor was pretty great. It had it had a oh, lot of it's uh fantastic. Yeah, a lot of Christopher Daniels, a lot of Low Key. It was
3: Punk was there, right?
2: Punk was there 2004, and then he went to TNA for a little bit. So,
6: All right. I think we're at the final regular question. Mm-hmm. So, including the most recent WrestleMania in 2018 and likely the upcoming one in 2019, there has only been one WrestleMania main event that has only featured wrestlers using their real names. Who was in that match? Wow.
2: You said there's one one main event? Right. And you're talking last match main event, not like one of those like seventh to the final, but like a special main event, right?
6: That, that, that's correct. So the, the last match of the night.
2: Okay.
6: Greg, bringing the heat on the final question.
2: Was Mr. T his real name? <laughs> <laughs> no. His mama named
5: him that. <laughs> okay, I can lock in.
2: Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar match but I don't know if that was the main event um, and then I'm thinking it maybe it was the Eddie Guerrero Brock Lesnar I don't I don't think that was, maybe 2004 was Benoit and Triple H that's not as real but so um god I, I think it's in that that few years but i can't remember um so i'm just gonna say uh eddie guerrero and uh brock lesnar
6: okay say eddie guerrero and brock lesnar and michael Mm,
5: um yeah this this was very tough for me i was because the newer stuff just kind of blends together to Mm -hmm. me so i was trying to even remember what some of those main events were so then i kind of worked my way backwards uh is, is The Rock not his real name? I get confused <laughs> about that. But um, I, I eventually worked my way back to WrestleMania 19 and Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar.
6: That's what it was. So at, at WrestleMania 19, there were some big matches like The Rock versus Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. But the main event of that show was Brock Edward Lesnar against Kurt yeah. Steven Angle.
2: Oh, I said it. <laughs> Damn it!
3: <laughs> I thought maybe John John Cena would have been a, a window in there because that's his real name, but I I didn't even think about that's, Kurt Angle. Uh,
2: that's the match where Brock tries to do the shooting star press and almost kills himself. Yes, yes. he lands that's like true. directly on his neck, and it's gross. Oh no! <laughs> Not as gross as Sid vicious Sid vicious's leg when that. Oh, why would you have cold. to bring that up? Oh, well, because it's a <laughs> it's a wrestling uh, episode, and I have to bring that, it
5: up. That's horrifying. <laughs>
3: Uh, Jeff, what are we looking at uh, for score before our final question from Greg?
4: Uh, If I've done my math correctly, I believe Matt added uh, 60 points in that round, going to 150. And uh, Michael adds another 80, going to 220, going into the
3: final round. Before we go to Greg, I just wanted to mention to join us all over at The Crop on Facebook. It's our private Facebook group where you can see a lot of different announcements, uh, official threads for each episode to talk about all the craziness that we got into during the episodes uh, and any extra content like questions of the day. Uh, and as we always say, lots of gifts uh, in uh, reply form. So uh, join us over at Facebook uh, at The Crop. Just request to join. We'll, we'll throw you in the mix. And uh, we're almost at 500 there. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's, uh, a,
4: it's a fun group of people. So,
3: yeah, everyone has fun, puts up their own questions, uh, experiences from the show and makes fun of us. was what we, en- you know, we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then, Matt, uh, you were still trying to get some some reviews for the show.
2: Just, uh, you know, head on over to iTunes, give us a review. Like our friend Bractoon 9 says that we're just four bros hanging out, joking around, talking trivia, and asking great questions. What's not to like? What's not to like? I haven't found anything yet. Yes. Well, thank you, Bractoon, And thanks to everybody else who gives us reviews. It really helps us uh, in the algorithm when people search trivia that we pop up right away. um, Because people are lazy and they're not going to scroll past one or two. So.
3: Yeah, yeah, get us up on that top tier, and yeah. that's all we ask. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
4: all right, thank you for that. And before we get to the uh, final question here from Greg, uh, we're going to be doing it a little bit differently, so the it sounds like the final question is going to have five possible answers. It's going to be worth 10 points apiece, but if you get it wrong, you're going to be losing 10 points. So, Greg, why don't you tell us what our question is today?
6: All right. So there are seven wrestlers that have accomplished both of the following feats. Winning a Royal Rumble match and being the sole survivor in a Survivor Series elimination match. Name five of them. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and lock in. Locked in. All right, Michael, what did you say?
5: For my first pick, I went with the Legend Killer Randy Orton.
2: Mm, I did not have Randy Orton on mine. Uh, for my first one, I said John Cena.
5: I did not have John Cena. Okay. Uh, I had Roman Reigns.
2: All right. I did not have Roman Reigns. Interesting. Uh, For my second one, I said Triple H.
5: I did not have Triple H, so this will be interesting. (laughs) I had Shawn Michaels. Mm,
2: Did not have Shawn Michaels. Uh, I had Ric Flair.
5: I also had Ric Flair.
2: All right. Um, I had Edge
5: did not have Edge. I had as my fifth Hulk Hogan.
2: Okay. I did not have Hogan. I had Vince McMahon as my fifth.
6: Two interesting lists here. So <laughs> what I would do is I'll just go chronologically and mm-hmm. say you know, who did it first. Sure. So this person did it actually twice, and I think two consecutive years. It is Hulk Hogan, uh, Su- uh, Survivor Series, Soul Survivor in 89 and 90, and then winning the Rumble in... 90 and 91 the next one uh the very next year uh being the sole survivor in 1991 and winning the rumble in 92 that is rick flair all right so nobody said the next one a survivor a sole survivor in 1993 and then he was one of the winners in 1994 we're talking about lex luger oh wow. uh. and uh, the very next one nobody said uh Making his debut at the nineteen ninety six Royal Rumble and oh, the, I was gonna do that nineteen ninety six Survivor Series. I'm sorry, and being a Soul Survivor, and then winning the Royal Rumble in two thousand. We were talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
2: Ah, the Big Show won that one. Everyone knows it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so with this one, this person also has has done this twice, and he is close to doing it three times. The Soul Survivor. And Survivor Series 2003, 2004, and 2005. Winning the 2009 and 2017 Royal Rumbles. That is Randy Orton. Oh, Orton. Okay. And then the next one is a Soul survivor in 2013. And winner of the 2015 Royal Rumble. The big dog, Roman Reigns. And the last one. So in 2017... Uh, this wrestler won, it was the sole survivor in a Survivor Series match. And then in 2018, she won the Royal Rumble, and that was Asuka.
2: Wow, I wasn't ready for that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that did not go well for me.
6: <laughs> I think that the biggest surprise is that um, John Cena's not on the list Yeah. For me. Um, and Stonko Steve Austin isn't on the list either. He's actually only been in one survivor series match and he was pinned by the rock at the end.
5: Yeah. My, my, my question about the rock was I, I, I knew he won that 96 match. I did not know he was the only one. I thought like his, his team won as well. I could not remember.
2: Yeah. I thought yeah. some Edgehead match or something he would have won, but you never know. So.
4: All right. So with the scoring there, um, you know the minus is offsetting uh the extra questions gotten mm-hmm. right uh Matt drops 30 going yep. to 120 and uh it is cream of the crop especially today's episode mm-hmm. right yeah uh it would be michael turner with a score of 250 points
2: mm-hmm.
1: the cream of the crop nobody does it better
2: turn me into gilberg
3: <laughs> in the squash match well done michael
5: <laughs> thank you gentlemen that was that was a lot of fun
3: yeah special thank you to greg
5: yeah,
2: good questions, Greg. They they kind of like went, you know, all through current, old, kind of. It's good to see all that kind of stuff.
6: No, well, well, thank you for the opportunity. It, I I always love talking about wrestling, so I find any opportunity to do that. So this is this is fun.
3: No, that was great. And maybe we'll, what we'll have to do for Trivial Mania Five at some point is maybe Michael, you come on, you host the questions. Greg competes either mm-hmm. against one of us or another listener, and and we'll turn the tables.
5: I, I would love to do that. I, I have many questions up my sleeve.
3: <laughs> I'll uh, out I'm oh, down. Some kind of war games
2: type. <laughs>
3: <So>. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, thank you, uh, first of all, to Michael uh, for joining us and for being a Patreon supporter. Uh, Michael reached out, uh, wanted to do a wrestling game. He came, he he saw, he conquered, and we appreciate uh, him being here. Uh special thank you to Greg Johnson for also being a Patreon supporter and writing this game uh, and, uh, you know, being on the show again, we always love having them here. Um, and, uh, Matt, uh, even though you, you know, we're not victorious today, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, your hopes and dreams for next year's, uh, Trivial Mania?
2: Well, I think I'm going to, you know, get back to the basics and just really, you know, start working on my footwork and, uh, just, you know, come up with some new stuff. Uh, John Cena went to China and came up with a new punch. Have you, have you seen it? Oh, he, I haven't seen it. He has, a, he has a new move of doom. He uh, he does some kind of like Harukin punch. It's a
5: backhand. It's
2: awful. It's really bad.
3: So I i think I'm going to go to China and come up with my own terrible move to add to my repertoire. To come back. What about you, Jeff? Are you going to be a manager? Are you going to get in the ring? Are you going to, you know, do anything?
4: No, I feel more like a manager. Yeah, I don't really get in the ring. So. I could see. He's I could my, see. my advocate.
3: He should be. I can see Jeff cutting a nice promo about how much the other comp- the the opponent doesn't know.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So all you other podcasts, we're coming for you. <laughs> 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 this is why I need a manager. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> well, so again, thanks to uh, Michael and Greg for joining us. Thanks to Jeff and Neil for joining me in the studio. Uh, that was triviality.
3: I, I, I mean, still, at some point at, at, in the span of this podcast, I want to do something like the Royal Rumble where there are 30 listeners and they each come down for one question as, the, as a team. Almost, yeah. Or maybe maybe more Survivor Series and we yeah. just wait until people are eliminated. Um, but,
2: a, it sounds like a lot of, a lot of logistical work.
3: <laughs> it does. So once we figure out how to do that, yeah. then or, maybe it'll happen. Or we get it in turn. Yeah, right.
6: <laughs> Can't handle the macho man Randy Savage.